Hello and welcome to Not Your Every Show. This is Lydia. And I'm your host, Tishon. And we're back with another episode. Hey guys, I want you guys to grab a chair and have a seat at our table. Remember, this is a safe space where we can talk about anything, we can be comfortable, and anything can be discussed. Um, there's no judgment. I do ask that you guys don't judge us, and we definitely will not judge you guys. Okay, so we want to start off by honoring a couple of our Black leaders. This is our last episode of Black History Month, so we do want to end it with a bang. You know, all year, we honor our leaders on this show, um, so you're going to hear it in and out um, for the whole year, but we definitely want to um, end this month of February, our last episode, with honoring some really great leaders. We're actually going to be honoring two today um, that have not just impacted the USA, but they have actually impacted the whole entire world. Um, I first want to start with W.E.B. Du Bois. His full name is William Edward Bogert Du Bois. Um, this is this is someone like I just really just look up to, you know, just as a um, leader individual that has um, inspired a lot of people um, in the world. Um, he was an American sociologist. He was a historian. He was a civil rights activist. He was a pan-Africanist. And, you know, I love my, you know, my roots, you know. Um, he was an author, a writer, an editor. And um, honestly, this man was just an all-around genius, in my opinion. Um, I do want to say um, he was born February 23rd, which is a few days away. Um, we definitely wanted to honor him because his birthday is like literally right around the corner. Um, he did pass away August 27th of 1963. Um, and he completed his doctorate um, at the university. He did some doctorate work actually at the University of Berlin and Harvard. Um, and he was actually one of the founders of the NAACP. So that was very interesting to me, you know, and like I said, inspiring. I mean, he was a part of the NAACP. Um, he went to Harvard, you know, Ivy League school, you know, that's, that's like, if you are a child that grew up in a impoverished town or a less fortunate household, you know, to see people going to these Ivy League schools like that, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, one of his main things that stood out to me also, like a lot of things that he fought for, one thing was, of course, discrimination. And I have my, um, I definitely don't play with the discrimination thing, you know. So one of the things that stood out to me was that they, the United States actually passed the Civil Rights Act. Um, they enacted it a year after he had actually passed. So it was good to see that everything that he was fighting for, um, the Civil Rights Act was actually passed a year. I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't able to see it, but um, it was passed um, a year after he um, passed away. And that was like discrimination. They couldn't have discrimination against your race, gender, color, religion, sex, and national origin. So that was pretty cool. Like I said, I definitely admire him. Um, just his strength and everything that he stood for. Um, looking at his story definitely inspired me to just keep pushing. And if I stand for something, just continue to stand on it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my just whole thing on W.E.B. Du Bois. I just pay much respect to him and may he rest in power forever. 
I I love it. I love it. Right, right. And always, always remember him. Remember him for being the great man that he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those things I didn't know. It, he yeah. definitely did a lot more than what what I feel like they ever mentioned in um, school, which is right. always going to be the case. But yeah, and and I guess at times, you know, being that he is one of the ones that is constantly being remembered and observed, um, you think that you can't learn anything new about him, but yet you can always learn something new about somebody. Um, definitely. For me today, I'm honoring one of the consistently being honored people. But since we are in Georgia, you know, why not? Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Of course, we just celebrated or observed his birthday as we do every year in January. His actual birthday being January 15th, 1929. Um, He is known as one of the big, big activists and one of the original starters of the nonviolent protest movement. He is remembered for things like the I Have a Dream speech, the uh, the Montgomery bus boycott after Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat, you know. Um, He is also remembered... um, for uh of course his his violent assassination out in Tennessee. So you can see there's a lot of things about him that I'm not gonna repeat because everybody knows them. And if you haven't watched the Martin Luther King Jr. movie, um it's like a little cartoon. It's probably the best explanation of everything that he stood for, and it is just great. There's also some of the Selma marches. There's also a lot of other really, really big speeches. Um, for instance, I always say the contents of a man should not be judged on the um, color of his skin, but the contents of his character is part of that speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, in his early or in his activism life, like I said, I'd already did the bus boycotts. There's the Southern Christian Leadership Conference that he had. I'm not trying to go into too much detail, but those are the big things. The big thing to remember about Martin Luther King, and, and I really like to emphasize, is his emphasis on nonviolent protests and remaining peaceful through situations. It's a, a stark contrast between how Malcolm X, when he was in the Nation of Islam, was and how we as African-Americans or Black people look at it today whenever it comes to protesting and, and peaceful protests. Um, I okay. often say, I think he, or I'll be like, Martin Luther King would be rolling over if he saw what we become when it comes to protesting whenever there's a lot of rioting and looting. But nevertheless, he was a, a, a very, very powerful leader, very strong voice, a minister, rightfully so, just amazing, amazing, amazing person, part of the civil rights movement and just fought for so many things. Right. And that also I want to mention, he was also an alpha. <laughs> from, um, so he was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Actually, W.E.B. Du Bois, this is so ironic. It's, that's crazy. Like, he was actually part of the Alpha Phi Alpha also, you know, um, back when they first started. So it was, yeah, that's that's definitely, and you know, W.E.B. Du Bois is obviously older than, um, than Martin Luther King. So, yeah, they yeah. both share that, that, that brotherhood. That's, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. Mm, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely, 
and mm-hmm. and and just to piggyback off of that, just because I got to bring in a black woman, Coretta Scott King was an alpha kappa alpha. So they two were wow. the match made in heaven. If you get you know that little reference, that little fraternity the sorority. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, they <laughs> they both the the starter fraternity and sorority, the first um, black ones. So they always right. you know when they date, it's like oh, it's a match made in heaven. You know. Right, right, yeah. Well, I did want to disclose something, you guys. Um, just because I was checking my calendar, this is not going to be the last week of Black History Month, so I do apologize. So it will be actually next Saturday. Uh, will that will be our final episode of Black History Month? So I do apologize about that. I was looking at my calendar wrong, looking at things, just moving a little faster than I should be. So I do apologize about that. But I did want to enter that. But yeah, back to uh, Martin Luther King, you know. Yeah, uh, Martin Luther King, W.E.B., the boy, they were really great um, leaders, really great. Just inspirations just over the world, you know. Um, a lot of people have their opinions like, well, no, he should have did this. He should have did that. Man, look, it, it's not even about that, man. Like, look, these these men had a certain spirit, a certain way that they did things back in the 20th century. And just just what they represented it represent as a whole, you know, I just I just had my respect. You know, I just paid my respect. I honor them and I just just honor their whole legacy, you know, with everything that they did for our people and our community back in the day. Right. So the next question, I mean, I just really want to jump right into it. Fraternities and sororities. Hey, they both were alphas and a lot of people had their opinions on sororities and fraternities. And Tish, I want to ask you, I mean, I know you went to college. I went to college also. You know, um, I, I wanted to pledge at first. You know, I did some research, changed my mind. But I just want to ask you, like, do you feel like fraternities and sororities are as impactful today as they were in the past? Because in the past, man, they was on one. You know, do you think it, you know, do you think they're impacting the world like they did la- like back in the day? So I think that that uh, question for me is going to be relative. Like in general, there was a lot more work that could have been done, you know, when they first started than there is today. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they started at a, at a time when Obviously, if they were able to start before Martin Luther King came to be, they, they times was definitely drastically different, right? So, right. so there was a lot of fighting that needed to be done. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, um, you know what? Yeah. So, like, some of their their missions and some of their their objectives were going to be severely different because when you fight it for something that is the the time but once you've gotten that something you have to move on to a new fight you know there's always something right new. like the rights of like going to like the same college as a white person right. and they had to fight for that right. they had to fight for like um just all type of things that that black people went through right. back in the day that the, the things that we have now that we don't have to fight for they were fighting for that they were just fighting to be able to just do the same things that they were that white people were doing or just even having the same type of education right they were fighting for things like that so some of their some of their fights and everything was bigger in in the grand scope of things because now we you're not fighting for that like it's happened you have it so right um, like one of their mission statements and this is for zeta phi beta 
and sorority incorporated they sought to address the societal mores ills prejudices and poverty affecting humanity that other organizations failed to acknowledge now the thing i want to disclose about these is aka was founded in 08 zeta Phi beta came along in 1920 a lot of things had changed in such a short amount of time between you know 08 and 1920 not enough things but a lot of things so things that were important to one organization were not as important to another by the time it came to be um do i think they're as impactful i think they are in the general idea and what I, from my experiences has been because there's still a lot that they try to do um, on my campus. I was very, very, very impressed by the Zetas on my campus because there was a lot of feeding the homeless, organizing um, mm-hmm. clothing drops for uh, less fortunate kids. There was a lot of donating. There was a lot of giving a lot of, cleaning up highways and it, I lived in a like I, I mentioned several times on this show I came from a country looking college um very small town only 11,000 people and there was a lot of there was a very high poverty rate in in the town right. outside of the college you know like the town itself there was a lot of people who didn't make a lot of money the cost of living was very low but relative to even the cost of living people was still on you know uh snap benefits and uh, things like that so it wasn't a very and it wasn't a very educated town either so that was that was also it was um Mm -hmm. very just low class and because of that there's always a lot of problems and a lot of need for for organizations in an area like that and our and that sorority took the time to you know address those needs and try to benefit those people and not even just in that small town of maryville it was St. Joe that also had poverty needs and, and kids living very less fortunate and there's all these different programs that they, they do and they incorporate it into their organizations to address those needs and I think that's the same for fraternities. I, of course I can't have the same experience with the fraternity as I do as I would with the sorority but they do take the time to still try to impact and at the end of the day each of those organizations are re you know, regarded as service. They definitely try to provide a service and benefit their communities, their local communities. And they only stay around if they're doing so. So, yeah, I would say relative to what they used to do, that'd be a a bad assessment because there was so much more that needed to be done back then that needs to be done today. That That's not to say that there's not things that need to be done. And they do take the time to step up to the plate on the things that do need to be done right right today well i mean yeah um they definitely had a lot more to do back in the day even though it is so much to do today right but we're not gonna get into that (laughs) but i know that just from my experience with fraternities and sororities and just going to like these homecomings and things like that um, as I stated earlier, I talked about the spirit of Martin Luther King, the spirit of W.E.B. Du Bois, the spirit of uh, Marshall Thurgood. Um, back when they actually had these things to fight for, just just the way that they carried themselves compared to how these fraternities and sororities are carrying themselves today. I mean, you could just look at the pictures. 
I mean, I know like once they graduate and things like that, you know, they put on their suits. This is like I'm talking about now. Like they put on their suits and when they go to different organizations, they'll put their suits on and their nice dresses when they have their events. Um, no disrespect or anything, but, you know, those big events where um, the ladies are like all in these long white dresses, just very elegant. You know, um, I, I see that. But for some reason, it's just the spirit of the men back in the 1900s that it just seems so much more serious to me. Like so much like, look, I'm fighting for something. We got we got we got a cause. We doing some things we we have. um, We've organized different things for our people, for our community. Like it was just so much. And I know those are more serious times, but I still felt like that spirit should have just went over into the 21st century like now i see the parties i see the the how you know the sorority and fraternity houses not that the divine nine they don't have too many houses but i just see like the parties and come here let's do this let's do that when i go to these homecomings i don't take it as serious as if if i would have grew up in the 1900s you know it would have been all about business like i know but you that's one of the things that i'm like i would i strongly disagree that they wouldn't have partied back even with the serious i mean no i'm not saying that they didn't party i'm not saying they didn't party i'm talking about the spirit of the people just feel different to me see like for like it's just not as serious like they not you know for me when i uh was looking into uh, joining, which I, I'm just gonna make a disclaimer. I don't know why I'm like not seeing it, but I was supposed to be in a sorority. Things happened, you know. It it didn't go my way, and of course that ended that dream. But um, that's why I'm so like Zeta Phi Beta because that's that was one of the ones I was really really interested in. On my campus, there was only Deltas and Zetas, and although mm. the the Deltas had gotten shut down. Um, I think my freshman year of college, they were still doing what they could do. There's only once you get once a sorority or fraternity gets shut down for whatever the cause may have been. And this is where I, I agree with Lydia, because it, it just happens over and over and over again. And you have people like me who are interested and who who had this whole big plan of how they were going to change, you know, people's minds and whatnot and get get more support and everything and then it just it falls by the wayside and you know then I had to go off on my own and do the things I wanted to do as a solo which is okay it's just it's just how things are um that in the sense that they keep getting shut down and and it just it happens over and over and over again I didn't go to the same campus as my cousin and the orgs got shut down on her campus as well for the same reason they got shut down on my campus for the same reason they got shut down on the closest university to me's campus and it was like a domino effect because mind you guys I am in a small town if I had been in some place like Atlanta maybe it wouldn't have been as noticeable I mean it out here the Greek presence is undeniable the the to me, the reason why I wanted every every reason why I wanted to be in the Divine Nine is everything out here. Like Atlanta definitely embodies what I I think all Greeks should be and, and strive to be like because right. the togetherness, how you know you don't know them, but you are in their sorority, they're in your sorority, and now we have a, a common interest and let's just talk to see what else we can do. And then speaking to them 
and knowing, you know, they're still doing things today. Like you graduated 10 years ago, but yet you're still contributing hours of countless service every single month. You're still donating. Right. You're still having an impact. If you became, you know, wealthy, right. you, you're you're still out here looking out for the little yeah, guy. We need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, we need to see it. Here, I, I mean, it's so strong out here. When I came out here, yeah. I was like, I'm going to join a grad chapter and it was going to be this this great experience they have all these events that they are throwing um when I first moved out here it was very very difficult when I finally did start working to attend all of these events and that I mean the amount of community service that they do every single month I'm like okay I I am all for community service but I was unemployed I'm a mom there was there was very little I could participate when I first came out here now it's not the same because, you know, COVID and everything. But back then, there was all these events, all these ways of trying to help. I did go to a few that were more so focused on the elderly, which is something back home wasn't really um, what we focused on. I, uh, most of the people that, you know, we when you did a soup kitchen or anything like that, they were older. But out here was like the focus was, you know, helping elderly going into um, nursing homes. Clearly when COVID happened, how was you going to do that? And just giving them, you know, spending time with them, talking to them, learning their lives. Get, they they might just want to talk to somebody as all as it seems like that's an older thing to do. Like a lot of older people just like to talk to people right? and just sit there and talk to them, you know, ask them about themselves. Let them ask you about yourself. Have them tell you how things yeah. were back in their time or, you know, they, they just look at you like, oh, you're so cute. You know, you're this young person that's sitting right. with me. You're so nice, <laughs> sweetheart. How old are you? Oh, my granddaughter is older than you, baby. Like, you know, you, you, you get right. that feel and that feels good. And, you know, in that moment. And then there's so much more out there to do when it comes to like um, protests and everything. You'll always see people in orgs. For some reason, they always want to join the protest. That's just like a common thing that I'm seeing out here. Um, well, Tish, you you definitely feel like you definitely sound like a um, person that you know wanted to be a part of something and actually do it for the right reason. Like you, I said earlier, campus, there, there's that's a, how I was on my campus. All the yeah. data they had, they were on a mission, and we had meetings upon right. meetings. Upon, and in my school, because right. it was so less black people, like it, I think it was only like 8% of black people in the entire school, um, there was a lot of equality meetings where they branched out right. to get, you know, because they would say the, the white people that need to hear this conversation aren't here. And what are we doing about that? What are we as the, the pioneers, yeah. the trailblazers and bridging the gap? What are we doing to get them in here? And then it would... Right. branch off into other you know we'd have to invite you know white sororities and then now we have white people and and uh, i hate to say white sororities because literally the white sororities they're all sororities they're not they're not strictly just for white people the black sororities are historically black there's not only well, i black mean they, yeah like historically they started with yeah. it so i mean you could say white. you could say white sororities i mean they started it so that's why i wanted to you know kind of i mean just to finish the question, like to, the answer to my question, I mean, it's not so much of the, is it as if impactful today? My thing is, my question is basically, how can they still be, how can, how can they still impact the world today? You know, just from everything that I've seen, um, I definitely feel like 
it's not so much about are they what what they're doing. My thing is we need to see it. I want to see it. I want to see more of it. Uh, definitely needed more televised. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. Oh, it's um, just the media it's media purpose. outlets and things like that. But I just feel like um, my thing is I think that it's it's still impacting the world. I feel like. Back in the day, just something about the spirit back in the day was different than it is now. And I definitely want to continue to see these fraternities because I do feel like they were sororities and fraternities are and were going in the right direction. Um, And I definitely love the spirit of the unity, the brotherhood, the sisterhood. Now, my thing, I want to get into the Greek stuff. That's my thing. And I'm kind of like Greek, 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 Greek. It started off with all this Greek lettering. Um, this is before the historically black. My thing is, why do they have to keep, and I wish I could go back, you know, rest in power, my kings and queens, my leaders from back in the day. But I really wish, like, why do they have to keep the Greek lettering? And, you know, like, they literally could have did something different. They could have walked a, a different a different road. Not saying, like, be rebels and we going to just do what we want to do on this end. What I'm saying is, why do they have to keep this Greek foundation? It could have been something totally different. We could have had our our own thing. We didn't have to stem off of um, what the Caucasian started back in 1776. So, like, why do we why do we have to keep that? You know, like, Tish, I mean, we, they definitely could have did something different. And I'm not trying to be the, oh, we just could have been rebels, you know, but no, like, we didn't have to take those Greek letters and apply it to what we stood for. Um, so, so like, in all honesty, I just look at this as a, a reinventing the wheel sort of thing. Like the root, the wheel itself works. Your car moves. You know, there's if if I put a square on it, is it going to go the same way? Probably not. So I look at it that way. I look at um, you didn't have to call it a Greek letter organization, but if you were somebody, right. if you were somebody who is, um, your your organization is doing the same, or at least in general, the same thing. Not because every one of them is different. If they weren't all different, you know, they wouldn't have different names. AKs, uh, the Deltas would have never left AKA. So that uh, obviously there are some some various differences, but the concepts, the 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 identification is all the same. Like a sorority is all a sisterhood. You know, there's not really a a man in a sorority. There's not really a woman in a fraternity. So the Greek letter organizations, I look at it from the standpoint, the Greeks, the reason it it was named after them is simply they, they had this, this, uh, known history to when in their organizations, they shared common principles, common morals, common values, um, and right. secrets upon just themselves. So when you when you switch it over to something else, it's like it, it's the same. But would you know that just coming in and be like, oh, um, we're actually the the instead of a Greek letter organization, we're the English letter organization. We're just like the Greek letter, but you know we're calling it the English letter because we didn't want to be like Greek. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you yeah like you you would know. No, you would know. I mean, it's like 
you you don't have to uh, use the Greek foundation to oh this is a secret and you know and I know I know I'm no, a part no, of that I'm or I, I I no and I know that they are who they are because of their lettering that like, you didn't have to use that to identify like that's my main thing I'm just saying that they didn't I feel like they could have did something different they didn't have to use the Greek but that's foundation. what I'm saying if it would have been the same thing but name something different like how they say a rose. By which another name would smell just as sweet. It's like that. It's like it. Right. Yeah, it could have been. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. It could have been. But I don't know. It's like for me, it's just it could have been. To me, it's like I like. <laughs> it should have like been. It should have been of, of like you know paying homage to that tri- that that uh, heritage. Because if you're doing that and you're not paying respects to where you got it from, you know that's one thing. That's like a, a whole nother but, argument. But it it be I don't. I, it's like. Right. But if you look at look at not to cut you off, I'm sorry. But if you look at, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Alpha Phi Alpha. When they started off with the little people that they had in the library, they were actually voting on if it should be called a fraternity or organization, a club or something else. Like they were actually debating on should we call this a fraternity. So even then, it was like should we use fraternity? Like, you know, like they was kind of debating it. And I wish they, I wish the members would have been more on it. Like, nah, look, we going to call it this. Call, you know what, what I'm would saying? You like, if, it? Just if you, out of curiosity. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say what I would have called it me because, I mean, that would take time and what I'm standing for and all of that. But I'm saying, it, it, I just feel like we could have did something different than saying fraternity, sorority, Greek. All of that, we could have used our own and made our own and made it do what it do. Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely could have just used our own. I mean, that's just in my opinion. We didn't have to, and and it was just amazing to me when I was looking at the Alpha Phi Alpha. They actually was sitting there debating on what they should call it—a club, organization, or fraternity—and they they all voted fraternity. But I would love to know, and maybe I need to do more research on it. But I would love to know. Why did they choose fraternity over club organization? You know, was it because it was going to be bad or it was going to look bad or was it, you know, like they actually were arguing that. And I wish whoever was on that committee or with them would have said, hey, no, we're not going to be called fraternity, sorority. We're going to be called this or we're going to walk like this. We ain't going to use them Greek letters. We're going to do it like this. You know, I wish it was more of that. And I wish we could have had our own so it wouldn't be associated with you know the 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 originators i guess but that's just my take on it you know nothing nothing to ruffle any feathers you know i just feel like we could have did something different you know and as time went on we did kind of do different things um like black panther other organizations you know that i know the fraternity sororities are strictly for the or mainly solely for the colleges but I know we did eventually there were different organizations that came out at later times that said, Hey, you know what? We ain't like the others. We ain't like other people, you know? So, um, I definitely respect that. I respect the fraternities and sororities. And I also respect the ones that say, you know what? We're going to step out of the box. We're going to do something different. We're going to be a little different than others. Um, now Tish, this is an important question. I know you already talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. You talked about wanting to join a sorority. So, Right now, if you had the opportunity, everything that you know about the sororities, the history, the things that's going on right now, 
if they opened it up, I guess, to everybody? Or if you just had the chance to go ahead and join, would you join right now? Oh, of course. Of course, without a doubt. I, I strongly support so much that they do. And I, and I know that there are some bad, you know, out there. But in the grand, I'm looking at it on a, on a whole scale. And, of course, mm-hmm. without a doubt, I feel like they're so beneficial. They're mm-hmm. so empowering. They're so, you know, uh, dedicated. And, and just the, the honoring, just for my brief time in that world, I, was, I really, really enjoyed myself. I felt like their principles, their guidelines, the way they act, the way they do things, the way, you know, the mindset is, the culture, the the work ethic, it was all there. And it was something I really enjoyed being a part of, even if it was just for a couple of months. So mm-hmm. if if I could join one today with no issues, yes, definitely. Right, right. I, I definitely respect it. On my end, um, no, I would not join a sorority. No disrespect to anyone. I actually have some amazing, amazing people. I have amazing leaders. I have amazing family members that I call I call my 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 organization. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't have to join a sorority. I support everything that they do. If I see them on the street, if I see them outside donating and helping people, I'm going to definitely walk past, hey, what's going on? What y'all doing? That's great. Keep up the good job. I'm all for it. But for me, if they came to me and said, Lydia, you know, you're so this and this and that, and we want you to be a part of our sorority, I'm going to tell them no. I already have my organization. I already have my people. I already have good people. And I'm meeting good people every day. Every, every time that I'm out and about, I'm always meeting people that line up with what I stand for. So no, I wouldn't join a Greek organization. Um, I respect them and I respect what they do. But at the end of the day, no, I would not because I have such an amazing team on my end and what we're trying to do and what we stand for and where we're trying to go. And we don't have to put labels on it. You know, we don't have to put a label on it because we just move. We move the way we move. So no, I wouldn't join. Um, I've actually seen, I actually know people that are in sororities that don't even call their own family. They don't even call their own family, but they're like, oh, I'm a sorority. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm in this. They don't hey. even call they, they don't even call their own family. So yeah, I can see it. And I, and I, and that just trips me out, bro. Like that trips me out. Like how you just celebrating this, this organization or this, sorority or fraternity you in all of these you didn't all you in all you in all of this stuff with your sisterhood and with your brotherhood but you don't even call your own family well so, that's that would uh, that would speak to they that person's family like what what do they well, have that against their family? family what do they family have yeah, against and them? Then it speaks to their character and their morals but i just see so many people putting so much energy into these sororities and fraternities and they don't call their family. They're not like taking care of home. Um, like the focus is just like I'm. Like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not knocking it. All I'm saying is that people that want to be in these fraternities, sororities, do it for the right reason. Don't do it to just fit in. Don't do it because it's cool. Don't do it because of these parties and oh, I'm gonna be popular. Or you trying to heal some trauma from high school because you wasn't popular in high school. Now you trying to be popular in college, like. 
I didn't see so many people doing it for the wrong reasons and for the wrong cause. And the thing that hit me the most, I see these people honoring these organizations and they don't call their own family. They don't check up on their own family. Lydia, so, I hear you saying that, but you, but like, <laughs> if, that, if that was a person who didn't check up on their family, you'd have to wonder what type of family did they have? Because, and, and how I'm looking at it is the way I look at marriage. Like, and the way I look at my own situation, because I am, you know, married and I do have my own family. And at the same time, like this right here is the family that I chose. Like, I, I didn't choose right. the one I was born into. Um, and but the one that I acquired along the way, like I chose them. I chose each and every member of this family. Right. My, my Like on my own. I didn't need anybody's help. And but no, this but is Tish, this is I want like so Tish. joining the organization would right. be the same. Like you, you didn't pick your mom, um, you, you didn't pick your dad, you didn't pick your your sister. So, but if you join an organization, you did pick them. So, but my spending, thing is, before yeah. I do anything with anybody else outside of my bloodline, I'm gonna at least try to reach out to my bloodline and try to get that together. Because at the end of the day, all you got is your family. I know people can say family. Like how I said it, sometimes your own family may not be your family, especially the way they act or they've done things to you. I understand that. But my thing is, I just I just see people that put so much energy in these organizations and I just don't see any energy put into their own bloodline. You know, like me, I'm going to at least try. Like before I just be like, you know what, I'm moving to Africa. I'm out. I'm going to at least talk to my family like, hey, these are the things that I'm trying to do, but I want us to be one so we can all do this together. I yeah. didn't see people join these sororities and just leave their family like, hey, yeah, it is I, what it is. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't experienced the type of stuff you've been in. Because, like, look, I got so many. My my cousin, Francis, is a Zeta. My uncle's an Alpha. My aunt's yeah. a Delta. My dad was going to be a Kappa, but they got shut down. Like, I'm looking at it like my family in, in general. I'm talking in they, general. I ain't talking about just my family. Too. I, I'm talking I, about in general. I know, but all I, haven't, I haven't experienced yeah. the sort of. So you haven't seen it in other people's families. Like when I was in the whole situation with, with, with the Zetas, every member right. of that, that org was very close to their family. Like we would yeah. be, you know, sitting around chilling and whatnot after practice and they one of them mom might call and check up on them or or one of them might yeah. be uh their sister might be in town you know like yeah. so it it wasn't no you know I'm distant from my family and I'm all about this organization but again I came from a place where I feel like my my experience was different from on your campus because right. they also was very very authoritative they also wanted to speak and have conversations that matter and, and right. discussions that matter. And they wanted to know what we could do to, you know, like I keep saying, bridge the gap because that was all about we all need mm -hmm. to find out, you know, our culture. They were all very interconnected. Yes, they are historically black organization, but the person who would have been my dean was a white girl and loved her to death. She was very, very goofy. Um, yeah, I so get it, you. It's like I didn't experience half the things that yeah, you, you I've went seen through. it. So for me, yeah. like when I'm look, when I'm hearing it, I'm just like, dang, like that. That's a that's a different experience. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like you know it's wrong or whatnot be, or that it's not right or whatever because for them, you know, I'm I'm for like I got people in my family that I don't talk to like that, and I got people 
that I talk to all the time. I'm very family oriented myself. So like my leaving my family behind was definitely not an option. I speak speak to my mom and my sister every day, if not every day, you know, several times a day. So like I'm that person. I speak to them all the time. And I, again, was joining a sorority. And even when I was doing that, my twin sister, who had no desire to join a sorority because she was on a basketball team, she already had her people, which was right. her, her teammates. Um, She was all, you know, don't get it twisted. They might be your, your sorority sisters, but I'm going to always be your twin sister. And that trumps them at any time of the day. So, and it, right. and it, and it just be common. That's my point. Right. It, yeah. I mean, she is my twin sister, and yeah. she do trump them any time of the day. I've been around her for the last exactly. you know, twenty six years of my life. That's and but, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, I'm just I'm just saying like that's why I said I wouldn't join a sorority because I feel like I got other missions that I need to accomplish. And also, you know, I'm the type of person, you know, if if my family is divided, I want to be I want to bridge that gap any way that I can whether it's this show, people listening, uh, me visiting more, me reaching out to a lot of my family members, you know, things like that. You know, I definitely feel like it's a lot of work that needs to be done within families before you join these organizations. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's just how I feel. Um, so, hey, this is this has definitely been a really great week, a really great month, actually just recognizing just these, these topics like racism and um, just talking about these sororities and fraternities today. Um, I definitely learned a lot. Like you said, with W.E.B. Du Bois, we learned a lot with him, yes. uh, even though he did, he is talked about every year, every year. Actually, and he I hear about still w- be talked about. Yeah. I, I hear about him throughout the whole year. Like it isn't just on uh, black history, just like with uh, Martin Luther King. I hear about him all, all, I mean, everybody know about Martin Luther King, but W.E.B. Du Bois, I hear about him all year long also. So I definitely want to hear what you guys got to say. Our listeners, I want you guys to email us. Um, email us some of y'all fraternity, sorority um, uh, experiences or how y'all really feel about it. I mean, because I know people that feel like it's against Christianity. You know, some people feel like sororities, fraternities, uh, we didn't we didn't really talk about religion on this one um, in comparison to fraternities and sororities. But there's people out here that have left sororities and fraternities because they were Christian, you know, and they felt like it was going against their religion. So we would definitely like to hear what you guys have to say about fraternities and sororities. You guys can send us an email. You guys know not your average show five zero at Gmail dot com. And you also can DM us or follow us on Instagram and not your average show underscore not your average show underscore dm us send us some messages just kind of reach out to us and let us know what were some of your experiences and how do you guys really feel about fraternities and sororities um until next time again as i stated earlier we got one more week of black history and we're gonna definitely come come to you guys next week with some more information and honoring someone next week next saturday and we do thank you guys for listening today And until next time, you guys have a great day, great evening, great night. Bye. Bye.